0: Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we're both still sick. Ah, uh, we just can't do it. I just, I'm just so ill. Uh, I'm your host, as <coughs> Unusual Greg, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. And joining me, as always, is Judas, pure Judas. He is just the worst human being that's ever, ever existed. And he will constantly go behind my back and betray me. Um, and he just does everything he can. To undermine everything I try and do. I didn't think I'd be Jud. At least like make me the Romans. No,
1: they're cool. No they're cooler than Judas. No.
0: I like, don't give a crap about cool. You know, you're the person closest to me that would kill me, and 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 every opportunity he could. Finding it hard to argue against that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm a smith, boy.
1: Did you already do your? Instagram handle and stuff? I don't know. No, I don't think you did. Okay.
0: Uh, Alright, well, I'm I'm Smith, which is at DRS
1: underscore. I'm Smith, which is at DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only.
0: I'm the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Blitz, at Brick Blitz on Twitter. Twit, twit, Instagram, <laughs> X. You no, we will never call it that. <laughs> um, yes, so as you can tell, this is going to be a very disjointed and uh, probably a lot of editing to do to cut out all the coughing. Uh, but this is going to be the week fourteen preview. Arizona Cardinals,
1: Washington Commanders are the only teams on bye week this week. And this is the last bye week
0: of the season for any team. Ooh. I was, I was about to look at that, and then I realised we had two Monday night games. And I am... Oh, Monday night, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Monday night games. What the fuck's that all about? I don't know. Okay. So, yes, we're going to roll into the 14 preview. Uh, before we do that, we are going to take a look at the playoff picture to see the potential risers and fallers uh, as we carry on. So in the AFC, your one seed is the Miami Dolphins currently uh, taking that place from the Baltimore Ravens, who I believe were on bye week last week? Uh, Potentially. Um, Oh, the
1: Ravens are on bye week, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Um, So that leaves them in the two spot uh, at nine and three as well. Uh, Falling uh, is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jags uh, both on eight and four in the three and the four respectively. Uh, the fifth seed is your Pittsburgh Steelers. The sixth seed is the Indianapolis Colts, and the wild card, the final wild card, I should say, is the Browns on seven and five. All of those three teams are on seven and five, by the way. Um, also in seven and five, and in the hunt for that final spot is the Houston Texans. Um, then you have a few other teams on six and six, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals um, in last spot and I think if they don't win this week they will be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs it's the New England Patriots um, Yeah, the other teams I, that I saw bubble. a
1: thing about the Pats where it was like the Chargers have to win a certain game, yeah. the Bengals have to win a certain game and the Pats have to win all five of their next games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, i say with that 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 team, I just don't see much going on now. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's gonna be an interesting division to see how that goes about. Um, in the NFC, your number one seed is the Philadelphia Eagles at ten and two. Uh, forty niners are at nine and three, as well as the Detroit Lions at nine and three. Uh, in the second and third, respectively. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are six and six. In your fourth seed, um, the fifth seed is the D- uh, Dallas Cowboys at nine and three. Uh, your six and seven seeds are the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, both at six and six. Um, so that's quite an interesting. Uh, the Packers moving up there by virtue of beating the Rams earlier on in the season. And uh, the Vikings still hanging in there. Um, It's weird to see that the Falcons are above the Cowboys, but it's just because of the
1: divisional things where Falcons are undefeated divisions at the moment, and obviously Cowboys have left lost the Eagles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I say it's all about say that. I mean, the Eagles would be there just because they're ten and two, not nine and three like the Cowboys. But yeah. Um, in the hunt to go up there, you've got the LA Rams at six and six, and the Seattle Seahawks also at six and six. Uh, that's your eighth and ninth seed, respectively. Um, you have the NFC South teams, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks and the New Orleans Saints, both at five and seven. So looking to try and take that um, that win of the South away from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, we'll see how that actually goes. Um, you got a few other teams, but as of week 13, the Carolina Panthers were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. They are currently done and dusted, getting the number one seed for the 2024 draft. But as we all know, they gave it to the Bears. Uh, they are currently 1-11. and So that's the playoff picture as we go into week 14. Um... And week 14, like most weeks, kicks off on a Thursday um, as the New England Patriots travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. Um, No idea how this game is going to go, but I reckon uh, it's not going to be pretty for either team. It's not going to be an enjoyable watch. Um, And, I mean, if, if record goes for anything at the moment... The Patriots will hold the Steelers for under ten, but still lose. Um, yeah. That's that seems to be what they're doing at the moment. I don't know whether this is kind of some creative tanking situation or what. Um, but Kenny Pickett's out. Mac Jones maybe swapped in for Bailey Zappi, who could be swapped in for somebody else at this point. Um, this game's gonna be a mess. What do you think's gonna happen? Oh, it's, I don't think many people are gonna watch this. To be honest, no. this is a pretty shit Thursday.
1: Uh night matchup. Um, considering like we've had the Bears on a lot of them. Um yeah, this seem this seems yeah. worse than some of the Bears matchups. To be fair, one it of looks the, like one we're of gonna get the
0: AFC version of the Bears.
1: <laughs> yeah. As I say, it wasn't one <coughs> of the Bears versus the Panthers. Um that was just a massive shit show. This mm. just seems like it's that uh version. Another version of that. Yeah. Uh yeah, like you say, Patriots are doing their own version of what the Chargers do but they're doing it by 10 points instead of like uh instead of it being within three Steelers yeah I mean fucking hell it's Trubisky versus Zappi as far Mm. as I'm aware I've I think I've seen that that it's confirmed that Zappi's going to be starting um Jones Mm -hmm. isn't going to be there I don't oh sorry I know after the last matchup, there was a lot of things going around social media about like how, like the players in the locker room like don't have any belief in Matt Jones anymore and don't really want to deal with him. So I think Harsh. it's becoming a whole like franchise thing. Mm. Um. So yeah, uh, th- this is just going to be one of the- this is going to be a defensive battle. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I have faith in really is Ramon J Stevenson, and then. Uh, Darren, what's his name? What is it? Jalen Warren.
0: Jalen Warren, the running back for the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and obviously, Najee Harris had a decent game last one, so maybe if they could keep Najee and Warren both healthy, yeah, um, and like on a continuous rotation with each other, they'll wear the Patriots' defense down. Yeah. And just gain it, you know, a couple yards each time, but at least you're moving the sticks. That's. Literally, my only confirmed thing of this, really. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, I'd say it's kind of a shame, but it's one of them like Canada. Canada got fired. Yeah. Then they had a decent match yardage wise, Mm -hmm. and they were kind of looking to you know keep that up and prove that it was him that was holding them back. Yeah. And now Pickett's out. So. Yeah. And you know, even in that game where Pickett went out and Trubisky came in during the match.
0: Passing game was not there at all. No. No, I don't know whether it's because the, the game was set up for, you know, uh, Kenny Pickett's skill set. Um, but I feel like, yeah, there was just no adjustment made when Trubisky came into the match. But I say, I just don't. <laughs> of all the people to back up, I don't know that Trubisky is the best backup in the league. Um so we'll just have to see how it goes again I think it's uh, the thing is about the Steelers is that their defence has really been what's keeping them in the season their offence was never that so you know they haven't fired anybody from their defence they haven't fired their defensive coordinator this is still a very very winnable game for the Steelers uh, just purely on defensive points um so, yeah. Um, this actually is a prediction game. I did forget to mention that at the top of our talk. Um, I think it's a. Pr- I mean, again, I don't know whether you're going to try and wildcard it or anything like that, but I think this is a pretty obvious one.
1: Um, uh, do, do you want to say it first? I can say
0: it first. I'm going to go Steelers.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's Steelers as well. Yeah. Unless, you know the patriots pull something insane out of the bag. Uh it,
0: this this would actually be the week that they should do it. Um but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know that there's any benefit to them <laughs> winning games at this moment in time. and I say I I have said it on the show many times. I don't think any actual pre- professionals will ever tank. Um but I think this is this is If anybody's tanking at this point, I think it's legitimately the the Patriots. I don't think the Carolina Panthers have done anything of what they've done on purpose because I don't know if they know how to do anything on purpose. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to move on to the start of our Sunday window. Um, And for us, it's now going to begin with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Two of these teams, as, as we talked about uh, battling for what I believe is going to be the one NFC South uh, playoff spot available, um, and that 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 win of the division. Um, this is going to be a pretty interesting matchup. Uh, probably one of the better of the early windows in terms of actual like competitive nature of both teams. Um, we we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Obviously, we've talked in the past about like. John Robinson um, being used correctly, potentially uh, for the first time in a long time but also like how solid serviceable Mayfield has been for this Tampa Bay team yeah so
1: I think one of the things that gives me faith in the Atlanta win on this one is one, it's a home Mm -hmm. uh, home game for them two, they are currently undefeated in divisional matchups um So uh, there, there's kind the like the theme, and that I'm thinking. You know, this is a safer bet that we can take this one as well. Yeah. The only problem with like you're saying, yeah, if Bijan's used correctly, but in this one, it it's hard to use running backs correctly because I think Tampa Bay have a good run defense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So the the best way to use a running back, especially like a Bijan, Robinson uh, running back correctly, is to you know screen pass it on the outside. If if somebody comes flying in, we've seen many a times he can break their fucking ankles and then <laughs> go for the first down. Um, because I'd say the way that any team can really win against the Buccaneers is with a good passing offense. But Ridders just not that quarterback. Nine, unfortunately, nine. he just nine. can't connect with his guys, and um, I don't think we like as as decent as some of the receivers are that we have. I don't think any of them are that guy that can like get out of pressure and always be a safe pair of hands. Yeah. Um which is why I think you know they've developed a decent squad of running backs in Robinson, Algier and even Parsons still getting some fucking good angry runs in. Mm-hmm. Um on the book side like you said yeah Mayfield's been dependable but again I think one of the biggest reasons to that is because of you know, it's Mike Evans more than Mayfield. Um, yeah. Mike Evans, regardless of where he is on the field, still seems to be that safe uh, wide receiver to get to. Um, I forgot the running back's name. I know he's Richard. I know, White. White. I know he's dipped a little bit in the past few weeks in production, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is the game that he would come back because we discussed in either the last episode or last week's pre- uh, preview episode that Atlanta have got a good rush defense themselves and I think of, like, top in the league for not allowing a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Um, And, you know, let's see if they can continue this trend of over the past two games, they've had nine quarters where they haven't allowed a single touchdown. Yeah. So, you know, let's hope that this defense stays on the ball and can take him four or 4 and0 in the division games
0: that'd be interesting that would be interesting I think if they done that they would pretty much obviously barring any like losing streaks probably wrap up the division win at that point yeah um, it'd be very hard to come back from that um okay cool 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 all right we're gonna move on to our next game which is going to be the LA Rams as they go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens um this is actually one of those matchups that i think could go either way um baltimore have a very very dominant um team overall whereas i think la are getting hot at the right time there i i i had them at the going into the playoffs as the the final wild card because of their strength of schedule sort of thing but then they dipped and now they're coming back i don't know that la have got enough to win this but i think they're going to take the fight to baltimore and really make them work for, to get back to that number one seed um how do you see this game going because obviously you've got that strong uh you know pass game from la okay to middling run game and then you know with with Baltimore's past game—they're missing, you know, one of their biggest weapons in in Andrews, but their defense is still solid.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you just said, I think the LA Rams have been a big surprise for what we th- we thought they were going to be this season, and they have definitely been. You know, they've they've been that team that's like, I'm going down, I'm going down fighting, um, yeah. type thing, and um, it, it's weird to say that i think we've already mentioned this before that it does kind of feel that they're in, in a sort of rebuild mode mm. um where they do have these let's say like off the top of my head three veteran pre- presences on both sides of the ball so aaron donald on defense and then on offense matt stafford and Cooper cup but then they've got these younger guys in there like puka nakua uh on the offense yeah um What's their fucking rookie running back called? It's Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Yeah. And then in the backfield, they've... Is it Byron Young? uh, Defensive back. And there's another young cornerback as well that they've got in. Um, You know, they're looking like they're building something quite solid out of this young team. Um, It's just... I think that the within i say another year or two of being that team again that is competing for the titles um like you say baltimore have been extremely strong all season my thing with this one is are we going to see that lamar jackson come back again of you know scrambling a lot because of you know if aaron Donald's breaking that line a lot yeah um but I do have faith that you know the Ravens have a good O line. Mm-hmm. They might be able to hold him for like an extra second or two than most other teams would be able to hold him. Um, not that they hold all the time; that's a flag. Uh, <laughs> block him.
0: I think it's uh, one of those things we have not seen the dominant Aaron Donald of the last couple of years. Um, yeah. So I would be. I'm not saying he's been ineffective. I'm just saying you know he he has been more fallible this year than most other years. So I do think if that O line as long as they're not, you know, spreading themselves out too thinly, I think they'll be able to give Lamar Jackson enough time to do something.
1: Yeah. Well I think I think we mentioned this last year about the Ram. After they won that uh the ring. They lost <coughs> the other guy who would also be a threat on the line, so you have yeah. to leave one man off Donald to go for them or fully, you know, commit to one of them and leave the other one a bit more open. They've still not got that like from what I know off the top of my head, it's more the backfield that they've added some younger talent to. Um yeah. so I think he's still disruptive. Yeah. Um it's just you know, the other names around him aren't as uh, dominant as you know, himself and can apply uh, as much pressure as if he was free but yeah i still think he's you know he's still quite a a strong and yeah disruptive player against any o-line um, Yeah. what you're thinking like obviously i know ram's side i think the the pass game will be the main go-to but on rams uh, not rams side, Raven raven's side what are you thinking pass on the ground
0: I think we could see a 60-40 split between running and uh, passing. Uh, with running being the more dominant one. Because I think with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, you've got a really solid foundation that you could do potential, like, almost a double RPO sort of thing. So you could be like, right, fake it off to one, fake it off to the other, actually pass over the top to the first guy. He's got five yards already, bish-bash boss sort of thing. Um, And then, you know... Everybody has got to account for Lamar's legs. It's not, um, you know, it's it's never something you can take for granted. But also, you got such good, like offensive weapons in Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, that I I genuinely think there's this this defense is going to have a really hard time containing, uh, you know, c- can contain the offense. To me, you know, if if. If the defense stops the Ravens getting to twenty-five points, I'll be impressed.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, hmm. um, ju- just noting it down as well. Now I've just quickly found something uh, that obviously, out of all rookie receivers, which includes tight ends, yeah, uh, Puka Nakua is actually you know leading this year with a thousand and twenty-nine yards. Yeah, and the next person up for that is only at seven hundred yards. Wow. So, uh, he's been an extremely valuable asset yeah.
0: to this Rams side. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Alright, do, do you want to have a guess at who that next one is? Uh, uh, my the clue is they are now dead for the season.
0: They are now dead for the season, Jesus. The
1: rookie receiver,
0: obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Christ. My mind has gone blank. Um... He's got a rookie QB. Got a rookie QB. My brain is TV static. You're going to you're gonna have to give <laughs> it to me. Tank Oh, the- uh, Of course, <laughs> yeah. No, he's definitely dead, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So e is actually fifth as well.
0: See, that was going to be my go-to because I thought he'd done really well this I didn't know that he'd done... Not as well. I think. As that I think there's
1: there's been a few games where because Odell has been injured and other yeah. people, he's just been you know been shut down a lot more. Yeah. Least, yeah. That makes know, sense. That connection has been muted. Yeah. Um.
0: All right. But yeah. Cool. Right. We're gonna move on to our next game and we're gonna talk about the Detroit Lions as they go to Chicago. Pardon me. Sorry. To take on the Bears. Um. Apparently my body reaction is to just almost throw up any time I actually mention the Bears now <laughs> um <laughs> so Detroit having a little bit of an up and down sort of couple of games um lost two in the row and then bounced back um Chicago not 100% sure what they're going to do um you know their, their offense has been abysmal but they've somehow won a few games um Do we think that this is probably going to be, like, an offensive masterclass as Dan Campbell goes, right, you bunch of fuckheads, sort it out, and then yells grit at them a few times, and then off they go sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I'm honestly not 100% sure what to expect for this game because the last time they had a matchup, I expected Detroit to be extremely dominant, and, yeah, eventually they got the win, but it was not the showing that I thought would have gone ahead. Um, and especially, you know, Chicago have home field advantage. I know it doesn't play in, you know, too much, especially when you're in that division, you're all from, you know, pretty similar areas. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to see what's going to go on. I would expect the the, the Lions to just, you know, Amon Ra, Laporta, bit of Josh Reynolds, even uh, is it Jameson Williams, the, the rookie from last year just put up high numbers, put up points as fast as possible. And then if even if Chicago can get points, they're just
0: not gonna be able to get enough. I will say that they're not they've not got a great record at home anyway. Um well, the Bears I haven't. No. No, I, Say so they their first home game of the season was against the Packers, they lost that. Second home game was against the Broncos, they lost that. Third home game was against the Vikings, they lost that. Fourth home game was against the Raiders, they won that. Uh fifth home game was against the Panthers, they barely won that. Um and this will be their sixth, so Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's
1: you know, let's hope it is a Yeah. A dominant showing by the Lions again, then because yeah, I I honestly did think it was a bit embarrassing when oh, gotcha. the Bears came to the Lions and the Bears <laughs> seemed like they were going to take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I can kind of I say, you know, just I think it's one of those difficult situations where this seems like a bit of a dummy team for some teams at the moment. You know, you you're expecting to go in and roll over them. But they have some fight in them. They, there's there's things that just can't be explained in football. Um, yeah. And the Chicago I mean, Bears has is one of them.
1: I I need to look up like what week it happened and if, like their matchup and everything happened. But if it was yes. after the trade deadline, obviously Chicago would have got Montez Sweat on their D line. Mm-hmm. He would have been a a good. Disruptive weapon against stuff yeah. in the passing game, um, yeah. and I think that's one of the things. That's one of the things that has really helped the Lions out this season. I think we talked about it in an episode or two again that the Lions have had got a decent O line. I think they've got maybe one or two injuries there and had to put a rook, at least one rookie in. Yeah, but they're still, you know, it's not like they're letting everybody through at every occasion. No. They're still holding up c- quite well. Um, so yeah, I'm. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm assuming it was around then, or like or just after then. So Montez was on the team, and he was a disruptive weapon against them. Yeah. Um, because I mean, before that, obviously, we said Washington would be in that scrappy team. Him and Chase Young on each side, they were like, I think they were leading the league in QB pressures. Yeah. At the time when they were together, so I know Chicago don't really have that much of a pressure, dude. To- D line wise. Um but him being added to it definitely helps. And then I'm pretty sure one of their linebackers is like league leader for tackles this season. There you go. Might just be because they always give another team more ball possession, so defence has to be on the field. But you know it's definitely something to look at and looks like it, you know, it's it's helping in the defence game.
0: There you go. Alright. Okay, we're going to move on to our next game and talk about the Indianapolis Colts as they go to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Um, Indianapolis kind of on a bit of a rise at the moment. Um, There's, you know, there's some momentum building there. Um, The unfortunate news for Cincinnati is you know, they're just not looking as sharp um, without Joe Burrow there, but They're not out. They are not out. Um, They managed a good win. um, And we just have to see if they can keep that momentum going. If there's, you know, if there's life in that team um, enough to actually just continue on momentum or whether this was kind of some kind of revenge game. Um, Yeah, Cincinnati, what do you make of them at the moment? What do you think their their strengths are going to be? Um as they they're now in the kind of borough is out and injured era once again.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if this is their strength with Browning. I'm gonna to have to watch that game again and concentrate a bit on it more, but I think that one thing they shouldn't make their strength is just getting the ball out quick.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: just get it out as fast as possible. Um and give it to the guys who can do the work, like, you know, mix and chase
0: yeah
1: uh, Higgins has not is it Higgins injured or is he just had a shit season
0: uh, I'm thinking of Higbie. I was like Higby's Hick, on the Rams my dude um, I don't know I'll have a look while you talk
1: um, I couldn't remember I feel like he's not been productive fancy wise so I couldn't remember if that was cuz he had a, he's had a shit season or he just was injured um, Yeah, just get the ball out as fast as possible in all honesty. The defence, like I said, it's not as, you know, dominant as the rest of their division. But when it needs to be, it can, you know, make plays. I think the obviously the main thing they've got to worry about on the Colts really is two players in the receiving game and then Mm. Zach Moss, who weirdly, was extremely productive at the start of the season when he was filling in for Jonathan Taylor. Took a back seat when Jonathan Taylor went uh, came back. And then Jonathan Taylor came out injured, so it's Zap Moss only again. Has I think he's only had one game now, just as him on his own back, but yeah. he wasn't as productive in that game. So either he's... Ran out of steam for the season, and you don't really have to worry about him too much, or he's you know that thing that you've got to focus on, and because this is him rising towards the end of the season again. But offensively, other than him, really, it's what Michael Pittman Jr. and then Alec Pierce, the rookie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're the main two targets that you've got to kind of watch out for. Yeah, um, and you just they've just got to play it a bit smarter i i i say just you know go more man coverage than like zone at all yeah because Gardner Minshew can be a bit scrambly, mm-hmm. but if he's got nowhere to throw to he's not the fastest guy so he's not going to like uh, you know at something in 10 make the full 10 on a scramble okay i don't think he'll ever be like the guy to do that especially you know with him getting on a bit more in years um so even if he does scramble i feel like you'll be able to contain him Before the down marker.
0: There you go. Uh, Just an update. T Higgins missed three weeks with a hamstring injury. But he is back now. But yeah, I think it's hard to argue with everything you've said. So if I had to push you you for a winner...
1: I would say congratulations as well to the Colts, though, for, like, obviously losing their rookie qb in multiple games and then actually losing game for the rest yeah. of the season going with a kind of veteran backup uh qb and still kind of you know making it work mm. um i unfortunately would still think that the colts will take this
0: yeah it's kind of hard to see i mean whether that win was a fluke or not um i you know i i would i would be tending to dis to to agree with you should I say not disagree um just because i can I can't trust a team that has one win after their QB goes out sort of thing it's one of those where like you know you look at the vikings when Josh dobbs comes in um he comes in for a couple of games and they look like great but then as he embeds himself into that team you're kind of like well the bubble may have burst. So, at the moment, I'm on that. Wait to see what happens. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now we're going to move on and talk about the other team um, that's lost their QB. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, As we've mentioned, Trevor Lawrence is now out for the season. Um, And we've talked about it before. Mr... Uh, doesn't know boundaries, is also out for the season. Um, So this is two teams that realistically uh, need to make some adjustments on offense. We've seen uh, DTR come in for the Browns and actually take on uh, a good role in that team. Um, But that team, as we all know, is heavily propped up by their defense anyway. um, We now have to see what resilience the Jags can put up and... Uh, I actually don't even know who's going to be their starter at the moment. Have you, have you got any knowledge on that? Oh, QB wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Let me
1: have a quick check there. Yeah. Oh, they've literally got one backup QB. Uh, CJ Beathard. Oh, oh CJ Beathard. Be- oh, Beathard. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. he's... Just, just him, and then yeah. Browns have DTR, and then who, who's the other one that they got backup? PJ Walker, that's it. There you go. Yeah. All oh, right. they've got fucking Joe Flacco back now. I forgot uh, they signed him up, and he started the last game. I can talk <coughs> about that.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, he did, didn't he? Oh my god. Yeah. This league's a mess. This yeah, league is literally QBs a mess. that
1: I are can't... out this season,
0: yeah, it's ridiculous. I genuinely think at this point all all like people like Jordan Love have to do to be in the MVP race is stay healthy. Like you look at the amount of QBs at the moment that could go on and be like winning MVP. Tua's just got to stay healthy, Lamar's got to stay healthy. Um you know, I mean even bloody Matt Stafford could potentially squeak in. Uh, all he's got to do is stay healthy. It could be it could be mad.
1: So just looking at the teams playing this week, so there's 30 teams playing this week. Mm-hmm. Twelve of them don't have their starting QBs. They're wow. like QB ones. That's mad. And to be fair, actually, out of the two bye week guys, they've got their QB ones back. So again, out of the entire 32 teams at this moment in time, yeah. there are 12 teams that don't have their QB ones. Wow whether that's due to season-ending injuries or just current injuries at this moment yeah. in time.
0: Yeah. Wow. Ridonculous. It is indeed. All right. Um. So but how yeah. do you see this game going? Uh,
1: I I see this game, especially on the Jag side, relying heavily on their own game. Um, I don't think they'll either risk too much passing or even if they do try and do anything in the pass game, I don't think they'll uh, be able to complete as much, you know, given this the caliber of this defense. Yeah. Because uh, even their wide receiver one is currently out, or at least for this game, as uh, Christian Kirk. I think the last update I actually saw was that he's got to go in for some type of surgery that will take him out for eight weeks. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm pretty sure he's done for the season. Yeah, I don't even know absolutely. how he did it because. He caught the ball in midair, landed on either his back or his chest, and that was it. He was out. Um, I can't remember. I'm assuming it's some form of like rib injury. Um, I can't remember exactly what had happened to him there. So, yeah, you're missing your wide receiver one. You do have, you know, still Calvin Ridley, uh, Evan Engram. They've got a, a rookie that they were throwing to in the last game who, you know, did really well. But I think, yeah, it's going to be reliant more on that run game in like Etienne, either in the actual run game or the like screenshot pass route to him uh, game. Cleveland, I have no idea what's going to happen. Even though, uh, would you class him as wide receiver one of Murray Cooper? I think you have to. Yeah. Uh, He went out the last match. I don't know Mm. if he's out for a couple of games or anything, or it was just that match. Yeah they could be so both teams could be missing both qb ones and both rb uh, uh wide receiver ones wow um and then obviously yeah all season cleveland have been missing their rb one in nick Chubb. yeah yeah so they don't have their amazing run game that they would usually just rely quite heavily on
0: there you go yeah could be a very messy game but obviously we know one thing is not injured on this team is uh the cleveland browns defense um so that could be the key to their victory
1: yeah pre- pressure's not gonna do
0: Jacksonville any favors no not in the slightest not in the slightest okay uh, we're gonna move on and talk about the Carolina Panthers as they go to New Orleans uh, to take on the Saints um, New Orleans another one of those teams without Derek Carr aren't they
1: yeah, they're starting Winston, yeah. as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is. A... I mean, if you want me to quickly go through them... Yeah, go, so, for it, go for it, go for it. As far as I'm aware, the teams without their QB1 are the Patriots, yep. the Steelers, um, the Colts, the Bengals, the Jags, the Browns, the Saints, um, the Vikings, the Raiders, and then it's Tennessee, and that's it. Okay. Um. Yeah, Tennessee was kind of, you know, like a shaky ground on that anyway, but... Tennessee I mean, Tennessee so were the Patriots,
0: really. QB1. The Patriots yeah. still have their QB1 available, Um. it's just, you know, yeah, nobody wants him. him there.
1: Oh, and technically the Jets.
0: Yeah. As well, I forgot about True. that. True. Yeah, there you go. All They've right. got
1: QB1 that went out in within four, snap, uh, four plays and their next QB1 who they just kind of don't want but do want at the yeah. same time.
0: Yeah. yeah, I saw a funny quote about that and I'll, I'll bring it up when we actually get to the Jets game. Um, but yeah, Carolina and New Orleans. Now, this is another one of those games where I believe that if New Orleans can actually get Winston and uh, Taysom Hill involved. If they can get them both going, this is a, this this is a game that they can win. Um, and I don't actually mean that ironically, because as I say it's one of those games where, with the Saints being as ineffective as they kind of have been in previous games, they stand to be really upset by this this Carolina team. Um, am am i am i stretching with that do you think
1: i, I don't think so no because i think one of the biggest problems with the saints on offense is like they have kamara who they can hit in the short game but for some reason this season it doesn't feel like they've been hitting him as much as they should be like you obviously usually they would just like hit him pretty much constantly yeah either in the run game or like you know screen pass type thing um they've been trying to go for a lot more deep balls with like Olavi and Rashid Shahid. Um, And especially with like Derek Carr at the helm, I don't think he was, he's that quick QB to get the ball out fast and it's not worked for them. So yeah, I'm unsure of how it's going to play out now. He's not there, you know, because he's injured and it's Winston. Yeah. I don't know if they will scheme it up differently. A lot more, you know, short routes. Um, But yeah, this is, definitely a game. i honestly think that the carolina panthers could win because mm. like we said uh young yeah he's he's not been put in the greatest position but this is a team well the team they're playing against isn't you know in the greatest position themselves because of injuries because of who they've, they've got who they've lost um you know they don't have that much that this could be a field day for Young and Thielen if they can connect properly. Tuba Hubbard might actually put up some numbers properly yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. And Young has just been, as we've said a few times, that like no matter what's happened, he's still been this like calm and composed young quarterback. Yeah. And if that O-line can give him any form of help on the day, I think he'll be decent at you know play recognition and get the ball where he needs to go because... I think I've seen a stat somewhere that he's technically this season been the most accurate QB. Yeah. Like, when a player has been in coverage, the absolute pinpoint accuracy of where he gets that ball into his receiver's hands is ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, it does sound like a far stretch, but I think because of all the shit that's been yeah. happening. Um, and, and how we've also got to talk about
0: so far, yeah. yeah, exactly. We've also got to talk about how, you know, much the Carolina Panthers have been a, a shit show on their front office side of things and coaching staff side of things. So as we know that they've got rid of Frank right now, Um they've brought in the, their kind of interim head coach. Their front office like general manager and all that kind of stuff has admitted that they really didn't know what they were doing in the draft. Um, so there's a lot going on outside of the team that's really affecting the team. They have a chance to just kind of go onto this field and just put it all behind them and say, we're just going to play football. Um, and it, you know, they say there's, there's stranger things have happened. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, next game we're going to talk about is the Houston Texans as they go to New York to take on the Jets. Um... Now, if I remember rightly, Houston were one of those teams that still have their starting quarterback.
1: Yep, right. they still they still do. There they don't have their
0: war. Would you class Tank Dell as their wide
1: receiver one for no. this year? No, no. Okay, they no. don't have him as a wide receiver. Yeah, their wide receiver one, Nico Collins. More than more than Tank Dell
0: for definite. Okay,
1: because I think it's Nico. The main three are like Nico Collins, Noah Brown, and Tank Dell. Yeah. And obviously Dalton Schultz as well. But yeah. I think Dalton Schultz has had a bit of an injury these past few weeks. Dalton
0: Schultz well. is also a tight end. So.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just like as a receiving yeah, or yeah, yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, no,
0: it. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Nico Collins to me has the more seniority in that, but like not by much. It's still a mm-hmm. relatively young squad. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would go I would guess with that. Um. Going against the Jets, who have been... I mean, a shit show is generous to them. Um, (laughs) Robert Sala was talking after their previous game. like They still think Wilson is the guy that can lead them um, to victory. But then when he was asked why he started the other two, he's like, maybe they could provide a spark. And I'm just like... Okay... Like, like, as in what? You thought they was going to light a fire under Wilson's bum? Like, if anything was going to light a fire under Wilson's bum, it was going to be the fact that Aaron Rodgers was traded for, given a lot of money, given everything he wanted, and you weren't. I don't think bringing in anybody else is going to do anything for you. So, yeah, we'll just... Yeah, okay, confusing times over there. Um... How do you think this game's gonna go? Because I say I think it's one of those where Houston are coming in with being the favourites in my head, um, and New York are just a mess.
1: Yeah, I think this will be a lot slower um, of a game for Houston than what they've done. Yeah, uh, in other games because <laughs> the Jets' defense is still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they've still got powerful players in every like section of the field defensively. Um it's just that offence that you know, Garrett Wilson is still a safe par- pair of hands no matter who's throwing to him, but it's like, you know, can whoever's throwing to you actually get the ball anywhere near him? And then for some reason they're not using Brees Hall as much as I thought they would do when they haven't got a you know a top tier quarterback under centre. Yeah. Um So yeah, offensively it's it's a bit miffed completely in like I'm not gonna lie, you know, the uh, Houston defense, even though they lost the, I oh know they won the last matchup. Mm. Yeah, the last matchup, they, you know, they put through. Did he put three balls away, interception wise? Um, and I'm pretty sure Derek Stingley did, did Did that twice. Yeah. And that's to another quarterback who's been quite consistently accurate and yeah. safe with the ball this season. So. Imagine what they're gonna do against somebody who's you know will will probably never get a starting position in any team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Unless I agree you want, with you. QB One is injured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. So
1: yeah. I think it's gonna be a bit bit slower and points might not, you know, come as fast as they usually do for Houston, but this this I I can't see anything else but Houston winning this.
0: Hopefully we don't have to. Hopefully we don't have to. Okay, we're going to move on to the start of our late window. Uh, the 1st oh five game to kick off will be the Minnesota Vikings at Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Um, as I spoke about earlier, the Minnesota Josh Dobbs bubble has burst. Um, he's not come in and been superhero anymore. Um... But equally, they are facing a team that has Aiden O'Connor under centre. Sorry, Aiden O'Connell, not Connor, uh, under centre. And, you know, an offence that just doesn't seem to be clicking as well as it could be. um, And a defence that's largely dominated by just one guy. Um, How do you see this this matchup going? Because I'm leading more towards the raiders actually being able to put this game away rather than the vikings on honestly
1: i'm feeling that with you as well just from like the last couple of weeks of production that i've seen yeah. from both teams um obviously i think the safest pair of hands on the uh, viking side will again be tj hawkinson my main thing of like i'm not sure what's going to happen is i'm pretty sure Probably on a limited stop count because I'm pretty sure he's still down as yep. like questionable or something. Justin Jefferson is back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
1: but I think, you know, because it's not Cousins at QB who would usually sit in the pocket quite happily and wait for Jefferson to get open, it is Dobbs who, you know, will, will scramble if he feels it's needed. Yeah. I feel like even if Jefferson was healthy, he might not be getting the ball as much as he would usually get, um, because that w- that's what we've kind we kind of would have expected to happen with Addison whilst Jefferson was out. Yeah. And it hasn't been.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah.
1: So I mean, they're my main like inconsistencies. If I don't know what's going to happen on this offense, at the very least, you know, Jefferson's going to be back and he's going to be a good or a big distraction to the defense to open up some holes for other players. But, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen for them. And Raiders-wise, I think this will be another week where Josh Jacobs can actually produce. Mm. Good shout. Um, yeah, I mean, Daniil Hunter's still up there as, like, one of the, in the top five for sack leading. I think he'll still get a sack this game, uh, and he will disrupt the, the run game when he can. But I think this will be a a big game for Josh Jacobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I still
1: think, you know, Devontae Adams is just being used as a, like a, look at me, look at me, everybody come where I am.
0: (laughs) Type of player. Which isn't really what you want as an all-star running uh, wide receiver. No, no.
1: I feel like he got frustrated because that was happening to him. Especially, uh with garoppolo and then Garoppolo yep. went out and he thought you know this is my chance and then he's like oh shit it's still not happening and yep. then they had a change in management and then he's like yeah here's my chance and then it's still not happening yeah i think he needs to come to the conclusion it's because of the team that he went to
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right Sorry, bad sneeze.
1: No worries. Uh, this is a prediction game, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> <coughs>
1: um, <clears throat> because obviously
0: I've got a bit of a lead. Would you like to go first? Um. Well, I mean, I've already kind of said who I'm gonna pick. Uh, and I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna go with the Raiders still. Okay. I do think they are the safer choice, but I think
1: because of the things that I'm unsure about with the Vikings, I think I'll,
0: I'll go with them as like a wild card choice. Okay. So what we talked about before the podcast of you aiming for a perfect week every single time, is that is that God out of the window, or are you still thinking you can do it? I mean, it, it's po- entirely possible. Mm. I Crazier mean, things have happened. Cr- cr- yeah. Mm. Not much crazier, but yeah, okay, a few crazier things have happened. <laughs> Alright, yeah, we're gonna move well, yeah, on I'll to our sorry. So yeah, I just went, yep, yeah, I'll go with the Vikings. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so we're gonna move on to our final prediction game of the week, and that's gonna be the Seattle Seahawks as they go to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Um I don't... It's one of those games where I want to give it a little bit of credence sort of thing. I want to talk about it in depth, but it's really hard to talk about the 49ers without talking about them being a dominant force. The Mm. way they are shutting teams down is insanity. It really is. Like, their defense has been dominant. Their offense has been inextinguishable. Like, you know, they've got too much going on for them. And... There was a quote that goes is has been doing the rounds. I can't remember who it's from. I think it might be Debo Samuels, and it's like, yeah, if Brock Purdy was it he- was healthy in that playoff game, um the Eagles wouldn't have stood a chance, and genuinely, I believe it. I genuinely believe it because i say the way that they are playing, I just don't see that there is a A team in the NFL that could stop them. How about you? Yeah.
1: No, it's it's hard to say that anybody could stop them this yeah. season. But I think we have said, you know, a lot, especially at the start of the season, that if they don't win this year, you know, they are a bit fucked yeah. because of who oh, they've yeah. got on the team and all the cap space and everything. Um, so, yeah, I think they've they've definitely filled this team with a lot of star players that... Are definitely helping them get to that point. Um but yeah. I mean the the last matchup between these two teams was literally two weeks ago. Yeah. And Seattle did not fare that well at all. No. It's hard I know they had a great game, the last game that they played, even though they didn't get the dub. Yeah. But it's hard to see that like they would continue that consistently through the rest of their season. And if I'm gonna, yeah i think this team they're against better defense so then i don't think they're gonna get half as many opportunities as they did in that other game against the 49ers they just have 49ers just have too much yeah the 49ers are this this year's pay to win team
0: yeah no genuinely absolutely agree with you um you know they, they've been in win now mode for two years um and as I say, it's really, it's going to be really difficult to see this team almost be disbanded. But, it, you know, it's glorious while it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I think it could have been entirely possible that the team could have gone undefeated this season if it wasn't due to that that string of multiple injuries that they had all at once. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we'll never know, but... Yeah, like I said, their win now is this. this this the team?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And they're also in bird hunting season. They've Two hunt- games against bird teams: one, at the Seahawks; one against the Eagles. And then I think they've got the Seahawks, the Ravens, Ooh. and I think the Cardinals.
0: The Cardinals make sense because they are in the same division. Um, yeah, it'll be them there. So we could actually see Super Bowl preview with Ravens. Oh, you think it's Ravens fighting ers because it of that could conspiracy be. thing? Uh, the no, course. no, I'm saying it because genuinely, the you know, with the way that the Ravens have played, you know, with how the Chiefs have played, with how like the dom the the Dolphins haven't been infallible the the ravens i think are the only afc team that i would say have been consistently good um, yeah. going through the season i didn't see it at the start but i say looking back on it um it's it's hard to argue so yeah yeah so yeah you
1: obviously you said this is our last prediction game yeah. i'm pretty sure we're both going to go forty nine this
0: uh yes which
1: i think also Helps with my choice before going with Vikings. Otherwise, we would have just had the exact
0: yeah yeah
1: same pick. So at least is a bit of difference.
0: Uh, it is one of the difficult things about um, having tr- tr- or trying to be equal in picking um, for for each team. So yeah, yeah. I think if 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 we continue like this
1: throughout the next few weeks where it it seems quite one-sided i think we do what we did our first year which is in week 18 yeah where we split up every single game between the two of us so we're not we're not predicting the same games oh predicting half the seat you're predicting half the week's games and i'm predicting half the week's games and see where we go from there
0: that would like like we
1: did it at the finale of season one yeah I kind of. We actually like, didn't do a. We actually didn't do a week eighteen no, in season two. No, we didn't.
0: Why didn't? Was it because you were so far ahead? I have no idea. No, because it ended
1: up quite close by like two or three points. Mm. We need to review so like, the if we would
0: <laughs>
1: If we would have done that, it would have been you know.
0: Yeah. A way to win. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for you to give me the win if you want to. Like, post <laughs> immunity, give, give gave me like. The season two win. Yeah. More than happy for you to do that. No, no,
1: no, no.
0: no? We'll okay. Keep it as is. Okay. Keep it as is. Undefeated. Yeah. And I'm undefeated at losing. Yeah. You're unfeated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfeated. Yeah, you are oh, stops. Oh, I hate that. I hate what you just said to me. okay so to review our picks of this week the first game was the patriots at steelers we've both gone the steelers uh vikings at raiders smith has gone vikings i have gone raiders and seahawks at 49ers i have gone 49ers and guess what so has smith Um, and overall because we keep mentioning about it Uh,
1: Just for the scoreline, I am currently on 24 correct predictions, whereas you are on 16 correct predictions.
0: I could really do with catching up. Um, So, Raiders, please don't fuck me. So I can get that down to 7. Okay, we're going to move on to the uh, 9.25 games, Um, and that's going to open up with the Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City. Um, a tough matchup for the Buffalo Bills going into the previous, you know, few seasons. This has been, you know, the the big story—the playoff loss against them. Um, and be honest, both teams are struggling at the moment. Um, Buffalo can't seem to put enough on the field to shut away teams, even though they've got a really talented roster. And Kansas City just their offense are just not clicking right now you know they're they can do everything right when it's my homes to, Tril- to to Travis Kelsey who I almost just called Trelsey. um <laughs> but their wide receivers are letting them down Sky more mVs um it's really only rice that seems to be consistent and even their run game with Pacheco and uh, Edwards Alaire seems to be inconsistent um. How do you see this game going? Because I really am glad that this is not a prediction game because I wouldn't be able to predict either of this.
1: Yeah, in in all honesty, because of the way both teams have been playing this season, I'm kind of... You know like how the Patriots were for ages? You just kind of hated them because they were that good. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hating on the Chiefs right now because they were that good, but they're not producing the same output that they are. This season, yeah, um, and even when they've got the win, they haven't been. Like, I don't think they've been exciting wins, and even I, <coughs> like, a few times, have been like, they didn't deserve that win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm act. I honestly am actively rooting against them for this. Okay, but, like you said, <clears throat> there's been a few issues with Buffalo this season, uh, especially in the uh, gunslinger mentality of Josh Allen just throwing picks. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I also think you know. Uh, there's been a few games from Holmes has done that. They've yeah. both had at least one game this season where they threw three picks in one game. Yeah, considering these two are like supposed to be, you know, that next top tier talent of QBs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm still ruining against Buff ruining against the Chiefs and going for Buffalo. Okay, um, I think this will be you know like how when the Chiefs played the Eagles and Sneed was just constantly on. Uh, AJ Brown yeah. and just shutting down some minimal yardage and everything. I think that will be the same with this where it's sneed on digs. Um, so Josh Allen is gonna have to rely on his tight ends like Knox and Kincaid mm-hmm. and uh Davis and Khalil Shakir, I think it is, uh in receiving game and even honestly, just using his physicality as a you know scramble runner himself. Okay. Um uh, because if you were to look at these two QBs it's almost like one strength, one's dexterity. Mm-hmm. Whereas Josh Allen's the strength, uh, and Mahomes is dexterity. Like Mahomes obviously actively scrambles and tries to avoid tackles, where Josh Allen will still try and run through you. Yeah. Uh, I obviously, I think we've known for a while that Mahomes has like a knee injury that can affect him, which is why they don't QB sneak at all because yeah. it could fuck him up. Um. So yeah. I th- if they can shut down the connection with Kelsey, Rasheed Rice is the next target, and then everybody else. You know, they're. I think they've they're going into careers next season as professional jugglers. <laughs> um, they're not really wide receivers, and I think that's that's been the Chiefs' issue for the past few years. To be honest, I don't have I been mean, like standout wide receivers. Yeah. After Hill left, that's, I, I think an. One of the main reasons that the Kelsey connection boomed so big and fast as it did,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta say, if those two are able to become professional juggler- jugglers, then anybody can because all they do is drop.
1: Yeah. Um, not said they were going to be good ones. Okay, they've you got said enough they money be- to fall back on that they can be professional mm. and not
0: be good. Okay, so that's what's standing in between me and becoming a professional or anything, is the amount of money I don't have. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 pain.
1: (laughs) Fake laughter, hiding
0: real tears. (laughs) Um, Okay. I kind of, yeah, mm, I don't know that I'm actively rooting for the Bills, but I agree with you that I don't know that the Chiefs have enough to win. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we just
1: have to see guys. There was a certain point this season, and I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I definitely said it to you, mm. where I was like, I actively do not think that the Chiefs deserve to be in the playoffs at all this season.
0: Yeah, I remember. At the very
1: least, we're saying definitely not in the Super Bowl this
0: season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one, especially in the AFC where you look at how well like. The Dolphins and the Ravens have been playing. Even like the rest of the AFC North, like the Browns weren't terrible, um, even though they had a sexual assault, um, you know, perpetrator as their main quarterback, um, and the Steelers just—you never knew what team the Steelers were going to be. And the only thing you knew about the Steelers were going to be that their offense was not going to be fire in and all cylinders as it would be expected yeah. to be. Um but I think there's re- definitely there's three teams in the AFC that have more of a chance of getting through to the playoffs rather than the Chiefs.
1: Yeah. I've remembered what game it was that I was like, you know, the Chiefs do not deserve anything yeah. this year. And it's the their f- it was their first match up against the Broncos.
0: Oh just, yes. Yeah. I yeah. just
1: thought they played so shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and if you know you're this caliber of team with this like this these players this you know coaching stuff, it doesn't matter who you play. That shouldn't be happening.
0: No, absolutely, so. absolutely. Uh, talking of the Broncos, we're going to talk about their game as they travel to LA to take on the Chargers. Um, Chargers are in desperation mode. They are, you know, when I. I've said it several times on this podcast. Even when they're losing, they're exciting. Their previous game was absolutely the opposite of that. They were abysmal against the Patriots. Absolutely. Do you reckon the Patriots' effect is stronger than the Chargers' effect? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, like, but I feel like the Chargers are always seeming to be that team that makes a game look more difficult. So I don't think that those two effects were counteracting each other. I think they were working in tandem with each other. Yeah. Um, the Chargers
1: have this weird way of like playing
0: very similar to who they're against yeah. rather than at their level consistently. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if that's going to be the case, then this could be potentially one of the most exciting games of the week because um, the Denver Broncos seem to have hit a sort of stride in the past few weeks um where they're putting a lot together on offense and their defense isn't terrible um is that something you've seen as well
1: yeah i've <laughs> every time they are to talk about but they have definitely been on an upwards trajectory yeah. um you know maybe it's you know mile high lifting them up um but yeah they've definitely been a uh a team on the rise this season. Yeah. Um and it's definitely the defence has been the biggest thing that's turned around. I think I saw a stat where it was like, you know, they they had that Dolphins game where they let uh ninety points in. Yeah. Was was it ninety points? Seventy. Seventy, sorry. Yeah. Oh it's seven it was ninety overall, yeah. including the Broncos points. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let that many points in and then it was something like over the course of the next four games or the last four games they played excluding week 13 they'd only allowed 50 something points yeah so you know defense yeah definitely done a turnaround complete opposite to last season where they started off strong and then weakened throughout. This, that they started off not kind of knowing their place and then built up into this you know aggressive shutdown defense yeah. um I still think you know offense has some issues in the fact that they don't really have the strongest like receiving game. Um, because yeah, Cortland Sutton has been great in the receiving game. I can't remember the name of their tight end, but I know he's a bit of a safety net in short routes. Yeah, Marvin Mims, when he's on there, because he is a rookie, he can you know pull some routes off. He's more in the return game. It's that Jerry Judy that we not we're not really seeing this season, yeah. but we think it's more like a Devontae Adams, he's pulling people away to open up other people. Um and I think they've yeah, I think they've just gone more run game this season. Um and don't get me wrong, it's clearly been working for them. Yeah. Um I think their two main running backs have been doing quite a good tandem. Um but yeah, it's like you said, for the Chargers, they seem to play as good as whoever they're playing. So it's hard to know what's going to happen in this. Yeah, I think or one of the things I noticed in at least one of the games the Chargers played this season is their pass defense is quite a bit weaker than their run defense. Mm-hmm. Especially in giving up yards, as in like, if somebody's going to catch a, a ball, they're not an instant shutdown where they caught a team. They're a we're gonna tackle, but somehow they're going to overpower and still yeah. get an extra two yards on us type thing. Um so it might force Russell Wilson to pass a bit more and then we'll see if those receivers can be standout receivers. Um But yeah, this this could yeah, like you said, it could be the most exciting game. Yeah. i th- honestly think the three most exciting games are probably uh the last three that we've talked about, including this one. Okay. And the fourth being the next one we'll talk about.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got nothing more to add. I think you've summed it up so well. Um. So we should move on. Um. So the Sunday night game is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Um. This has the potential to be a really, really bloody brilliant game. But also... You know, one of those games that might just end up being one sided. Um, I don't know that the Dallas Cowboys are capable of actually stomping on a good team, sort of thing. Uh, we've seen them in how they've played against, you know, bad teams. We've seen them how they play against good teams and come away with a loss. Um, I say, this, this is going to be. I think this is still going to be an exciting game. I can see this being like a 30-40 to win or something along the lines um, for either team. But I think with how the previous game went for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think they'll be looking to come back and say, no, 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 no. We're not allowing this to happen. We're not allowing teams to beat up on us now at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think, in all honesty, I think the Eagles-Cowboys rivalry is possibly the biggest rivalry in the NFL with like how the fan bases are today in this day and age. Um, so that could get this game like properly riled up in that regards of like, we're not letting them get anything on us type thing. Um, but yeah, like like you said, Dallas, we've seen them beat up on not so great teams. Yep. The last game. Yeah. Okay. They got the dub. They were against a winning team. How fucking close was that that mm-hmm. game, considering we've seen quite a lot of issues from that other team's yeah. offence this season? They were close to losing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, there's a big possibility that they <laughs> haven't got a chance in hell at winning this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially, you know, like if they like said, if the Eagles are coming back with an absolute
0: vengeance. Yeah. They're going to take this. Hundred percent, and this is the thing. I think the Eagles have got too much of a defense that the the Dallas just won't be able to keep up with it. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'd say like, legitimately in a, in, in one of those kind of like scenarios, I think they they both have the similar sort of strengths and weaknesses you know they've both got excellent wide receivers they can throw to they've both both got excellent short games that they can go to they've both got really good uh, running games that they can go to their defenses are very similarly matched and they say that they've got like an excellent d-line um and really good people out in the backfield to actually rely on they this this looks to be a really evenly matched team on paper but in the way that we know how the coaching has gone for both teams, I think I say the the advantage for me at least leaves it, it is with the eagles
1: yeah I would say that as well
0: okay yeah, awesome.
1: I think yeah both both teams have been very very powerful on yeah. both sides of the ball I think the one thing is the fact that. Yeah, Dallas seem to have had the easier schedule in the way that teams have played this season. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they can be a bit inconsistent with, you know, oh, they were great with this this week, but the next week, not as good.
0: Yeah, definitely agree with you. Definitely agree with you. Okay, we're going to move on to Monday Night Football, and we have two games kicking off at the exact same time. The first game we're going to talk about is going to be the Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Um, And I don't know that we're going to talk about this game for too long because I do believe it's one of those situations where um, Miami are going to just fucking roll over the Titans um, (laughs) and it's not even going to be funny.
1: Yeah, Titans... uh, I don't even know what to say about that team as in like, how they could even possibly find a way to rebuild themselves. No. Um, I think they've tried They've <coughs> like, tried to go into rebuild mode a few years too late. Yeah. Like, they should have gone into a proper full-on rebuild mode when they, you know, first uh, or in at least Henry's first few years. So, he's as healthy as possible when they go into that rebuild mode. He's clearly going towards the end of his season and mm. Oh, I mean, finding a running back like that who, you know, when when he's like what he was like in his prime.
0: Yeah. That's not going to come around no. that easy. No, absolutely. And the thing is to say with the what's been done to running backs at the moment, um, would any team actually, you know, back a running back for as long as Derek Henry has been backed? You know, you're asking a team to get behind a running back for about seven or eight years, and that's just doesn't seem to be the trend of where running backs are going at the moment. Um, So yeah, yeah, Uh,
1: yeah. Miami are just gonna, you know, especially with them being at home, they get Tennessee. They're a bit used to the heat as well. Yeah, but. That stadium can't be good to play it for anyone.
0: I don't
1: know. Oh, one quick thing, kind of unrelated to football. Um, Have you seen the new GTS GTA Six trailer? No. Okay. Um, Are you okay with me talking about it? Sure. Okay, so it seems like it's being set in like uh, Miami type Mm -hmm. thing, like Miami Vice. Um, One of the things. That people have, you know, found out what the area is called or whatever, it's by like looking at a license plate and it shows that. But the license plate actually says underneath it "Cheetah," and because okay. it's in that place, and people keep like putting up in you know betting places that what celebrities are going to appear in the game. Mm-hmm. Do you think Tyreek Hill could appear in the game?
0: Wouldn't put it past him, especially
1: with his uh, thing the other year on the boat.
0: Thing on a boat,
1: didn't he slap somebody on a boat? Didn't he assault somebody on a boat? More than likely, to, that sounds like something he get off he a boat, would... and he was like, "Do you know who I am?" And then that, hit them.
0: That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. But yeah, just
1: was bringing that up. Do you know there's the place. It's a license plate It said cheater on it, and I was like, "Oh, Tyreek Hill could be in the game." There you go. In some form. Do you know what's depressing me? Oh. I've just looked up Derek Henry. Any, like, 26, 27? He's
0: 29.
1: Yeah.
0: He's two years younger s- than me. The sporting world is insane. It really is. Uh, he, uh... he was drafted in 2016. He's only been in the league for seven years. And we're already talking about the end of his career. <laughs> that's and that's, so that doesn't stupid. just sum up running backs at the moment. I don't know what does.
1: Yeah, the thing is as well, like the change with the rulings and all that stuff. It's it's definitely become a less, I'd say, violent sport because as uh, so, the you know the, the tackles from years gone by, they you know look, look like people were aiming to break back, snap oh, yeah. necks, and stuff like that. Things don't like like so it has definitely developed into a sport that's a lot safer for players, but. I th- yeah the running back position doesn't seem to be as safe no. weirdly so that might be another factor in the fact that like running backs clearly do not last as long as other yep. positions
0: Yep, that that there you go that that depressed me um, okay <laughs> and we're going to move on to our final game of the week and that's going to be the Green Bay Packers as they go to New York uh, to take on the Giants um Genuinely, I'm more worried about this game than many others in our schedule. <laughs> because of Tommy DeVito. No, just because of our, like, the, the the last game I fully watched of the Packers versus the Giants was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and we started off winning that game, and then we lost. Okay. So you're just worried that that
1: will repeat itself? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you're not at Tottenham uh, Stadium. You are in New Jersey.
0: That's true. I mean, I physically won't be. But mentally, I will be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's much worse of an actual place geographically. <coughs> uh,
0: but... I think it's pretty close.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, obviously yeah you know, it's built for an actual american
0: football game yeah yeah well i mean so's Tottenham at the moment um but yeah this is a game that realistically green bay should go in and absolutely fucking flatten the giants and that makes me more worried than anything else cuz i think that green bay <laughs> packers, don't think they're realistic <laughs> no 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 here's the thing is much like i think the lions underdog mentality has carried them through a lot of games I genuinely think the Green Bay mentality at the moment is that underdog mentality um that could then be upset by them thinking okay we're now going into a game where we have a better record than them we have a better offense than them our defense isn't as bad as you know as as it could be going into it this should be a game that on paper the Green Bay Packers win you know 30 to 10 um and i think that, that it's that fact you know that worries me more than anything is that they lose that underdog mentality and then you look at the injuries we've had you know Aaron Jones's game to game sort of thing Christian Watson in that previous game pulled up with a hamstring injury um whether he's going to be back in time um you know then you have a few niggling injuries on the um on the defensive side of things a lot of this spells a little bit of disaster, um, but again, when I think about you know the previous game, I think about the amazing showing by Romeo Dobbs to you know react to a deep ball from Love. I think about how Love's composure in all series of the game, sort of thing, looked really good. I think about Dontavian Wicks, Malik Heath, how good AJ Dillon has been this year. Um, sorry, not just this year; in these past like four games, really stepping up. I then think about Jonathan Owens on defense. I think about um, Keyshawn Nixon with that crucial grab. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm confident in my team, and that worries me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't worry, guys. We have hope.
0: Hope kills us all. Mm. That's it. Hope is what kills you. Um, but yeah. As a neutral in this, how do you see this going?
1: In all honesty, I see this going Green Bay's way. Yeah, you you uh, despite the injuries, you still have uh, I think have the most complete team. Uh, my only worry really is if Saquon Barkley is healthy on the day, what he could do to your defense. Yeah, but yeah. that's kind of it. Like. I think you, regardless of injury, still have a decent O line enough to slow Dexter Lawrence down. And just like you said, how you know well, how well uh, Jordan Love has done, like staying composed in the pocket, uh, even when he's under pressure. Yeah. I don't think there'll be too much of an issue for him. Like just keeping his eye on where he can find open and getting the ball to an open receiver.
0: Excellent.
1: Yeah, so you can whatever happens, uh, you can blame my faith if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I will definitely be blaming you
1: <laughs> when this All right. game finishes at what four a.m. I'll have a phone call yeah. from you in the middle of the night just saying you bastard. Yeah, yeah.
0: You will. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It won't be your son waking you up for once. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> You'll probably ring him to wake me up. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Yes. Spawn. Go. (laughs) Alrighty then. Uh, Well, tune in as we are going to recap week 13. And then guess what we're going to do next week? We're going to talk about week 15 and review week 14. I know. Crazy. Hmm? It's come so quick. It really has. It really has. Soon we'll be talking about the off-season. Ugh. Oh. Oh, that God. dreaded time. Ugh. I know. I know. All right. Well, from myself, uh, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, I want to say thank you, dear listener, for putting up with our bullshit. Um, he has been... Smith, which is at DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Brick Cave Blitz on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, not Twinstagram Instagram, as I said earlier.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. It was the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop that in as many podcasts as I can now, just see if it breaks you as much as it just did. Um, okay, from myself is go pack go. <coughs> Brett
1: Gay Bland! <laughs>